0: Hey y'all, we wanted to share with you some of the fun we've been having over on Patreon. If you're looking for a great way to kick off the new year, an annual subscription to our Patreon gets you access to our archive of hundreds of posts and all new bonus content each week. We're bringing you short clips of some of our Patreon bonus content to give you an idea of everything you get when
1: you sign up to support the show. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, click the link in the episode description or head to Sinisterhood.com and click on Patreon in the top menu.
0: First, you'll hear a clip from our minisode on the Dallas cephalopod conspiracy. Was the city of Dallas really founded by human cephalopod hybrids? Who was responsible for the bizarre life-sized statues mysteriously appearing around downtown?
1: And who is going to take us to see them in real life?
0: <laughs>
1: Next, you're going to hear a clip from our new segment, WeddIt Drama, where we cover all the wedding planning drama Reddit has to offer. This bride and groom make some pretty radical cuts to their guest list that we think earns them a
0: spot on Asshole Island. Next, you'll hear clips from our January Q and A live stream and our live stream performance of WeddIt Drama. Patreon subscribers get to watch video versions of these segments live and participate with us via the chat.
1: In the Q and A, you're going to hear us answer a question about what cryptid we would love to focus on for a whole documentary. And then in the wedding drama live stream, we cover a bride's 17 point list of demands for guests of her wedding, including mandatory twerking and a ban on just sitting around all night. Also, if you watch the full thing, uh, there was a part where we were screaming because not this bride was bad, but there was another bride that was even worse. And uh, all I'm going to say is, have you lost your mind, Susan? <laughs>
0: To subscribe for full episodes and the video live streams, head to the link in the episode description or to sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top banner. Brian's legacy is the bustling community he helped establish on the banks of the Trinity River and the city Brian chose to call Dallas. He told pioneer Frank M. Cockrell, "The town was named for my friend Dallas." According to the city's website. However, when it comes to nailing down exactly which friend Dallas, that remains a mystery. City archivist John H. Slate told the Dallas Morning News. Bottom line is, no one really knows. There's
1: quite a bit of speculation, but none of it is borne out in any actual provable facts. This is probably one of the biggest conundrums in the city. No one really knows why it's called Dallas. You know, I did not know that until this. Same. I I assumed it was named after a person. And there's yeah. like five or six candidates that they think it could. It was like a vice president, a general. There's a, multiple different ones. But then for each option, there's a reason why John Neely Bryan didn't know that person mm-hmm. or he didn't know him at the time that it was named or something like that. So they really can't nail it down. Maybe
0: it was a cephalopod now we friend. Know. That he named Dallas or mm-hmm. that he's the cephalopod told him my name is Dallas. I don't think he gave him the name. No. I think he was told what the name was.
1: Yeah. I don't think you can tell cephalopods. anything. No. They tell you. They
0: tell you mm-hmm. eight times. <laughs> 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 this is not the only mystery surrounding the big D in 2019, 178 years after Dallas was established, a peculiar statue appeared in our fair city. According to the statue's plaque, history left one attribute off the list of labels for our city's founder, cephalopod. On October 28, 2019, Alternative Online magazine Central Track reported on a strange occurrence. The statue of a creature, all silver, with a man's body wearing a suit, and the head of a cephalopod had appeared beneath the K. Bailey Hutchins Convention Center in downtown Dallas. According to Central Track, the first resident to spot the creation was a local attorney, John Bradley. That was my birthday. That's
1: true. Oh.
0: I'm a celibate. That's why I'm scared of him. I'm scared of my true You're nature. You're scared of yourself. I think you need to do some digging, some soul searching. A legitimate looking silver plaque was posted at the creature's feet. The plaque gave artistic attribution to Solomon
1: and was titled Self Portrait of John Neely Bryant hypothetical 1877 steel and beaks a full description riddled with typos followed which read confined in his last days to an insane asylum in austin no one knows what final confusions the founding father of dallas confronted before his death did the lines between selfhood and otherhood blur completely did fish confate with metal the eternal with the temporal the mammal with the cephalopod? Is the city he began a city, in fact,
0: or only a shared delusion? Beneath the description, the plaque claimed that the sculpture was a gift to the city from Margaret McDermott and bore the logo of the city of Dallas. It does look like a legit plaque. Yeah. I mean, it, it's professionally made. <laughs> Which is why it's odd that there are typos, because you would assume, yeah. if it, unless they're intentional, that someone would proofread that, and I'm assuming it meant did flesh... Conflate. Conflate with metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two L's are missing. <gasps> yes, which does come mm-hmm. into a possible theory uh, about all of these. And I believe Dallas, did, wasn't it D apostrophe LLAS? I think there was a typo in that as well. Yeah, there's typos all over. So, Which would, again, maybe point to the two L's, like try mm-hmm. and highlight the two L's. Why? The installation didn't stay up for long. Just three days after Central Track reported on its existence, the cephalopodian creature was removed. It was taken into storage by the City of Dallas's Office of Arts and Culture, according to WFAA News.
1: Yes, if you knew or someone you love works at City of Dallas Office of Arts and Culture, call us. We Please. want to see the sculptures. We
0: got to see these things. And like K Bailey Hutchinson
1: Convention Center, there was a whole thing in D Magazine recently about how they just want to like explode it and rebuild something because mm-hmm. it needs so much work. But the part, the place where it was at, it's not technically underground but it is covered so it's kind of dark and shadowy down there so it makes sense that i mean if you're just jump like if you hopped off a train and you were just getting off the train and walking to work you might not even notice it Mm -hmm. because it wasn't really out in the middle of anything so that's how it lasted for three days that's what
0: but i don't understand why it was taken down unauthorized i guess what is what's going on here (laughs) what are they covering up (laughs) i guess i guess you have to have a permit to install like an art Yeah, probably. Something. Yeah, I don't think they just let you do it. Or you put it in that little, in downtown Dallas where it's the free speech square on the corner. You just go and put it there. Then I dare you to take it down. Then it's your, you're infringing on our constitutional Mm -hmm. right to put up cephalopod sculptures. Central Tracks founder, journalist Pete Friedman, was particularly interested in the statue's existence. He covered its discovery and removal with thoroughness and genuine curiosity built out of his love for the city of Dallas and all things quirky. He reported that after publishing his coverage of the incident, he received a call from a male voice asking to confirm his office's mailing address.
1: And he said he gets that a lot because it's usually like advertisers or something. So it's not like he doesn't go like,
0: why do you want our address? Right. No, people email us all the time or DM us and they're like, what's your PO box? I want to send you something. Mm-hmm. So we don't think anything about it. sinisterheadcom slash contact. <laughs> there you go. A few days later, Friedman received what he described
1: as a 10 inch ceramic humanoid statue boasting a large head with intricate features, carefully shaped hands and limbs, and metallic feet. Included with the
0: figurine was a plaque reading
1: The Solomon Award for Journalistic Exceptionalism, presented to Pete Friedman. Dallas is only tangible so long as it is described that way. The illusion, our most worthy foe, resents your efforts
0: against it. I, however, Do not. Two crumpled sheets of paper included poetry from T.S. Eliot and Edna St. Vincent Millay. This was,
1: it was also packed in a box with shredded documents that had handwriting on them. And Pete was going to have the interns go through, and he was like, I felt bad about asking them, but like, hey, can you put these shredded papers back together? But he left it overnight, and when he came back, the janitor threw it out. So it just so happened, he's like, I should have just marked it. But he goes, honestly, I I don't blame them. It
0: looked like a box of garbage. Yeah. But Lost also, Forever could have been inside those – one of those interns may yeah. <laughs> gone up there and gotten wind and they were about to have to do that and tossed it. <laughs> but that would be kind of fun as an intern. Yeah. I don't know. It would be fun for like maybe a few hours and then you're like, oh, my God. When you start to realize like this is just shredded. Uh, yeah, this is just like the – the Nonsense. The – what is our newspaper called? Dallas Morning News. Dallas Morning News. <laughs> my God. Oh, it's been a long couple weeks. <laughs> Just, yikes. <laughs> Friedman was dogged by curiosity. Who was Solomon? He looked into the attorney who first spotted the statue, but ruled him out. A busy attorney with a family would have no time to craft and place a full-scale statue. Then Friedman received a tip that someone possibly knew the statue's true creator. When pressed for an identification, the source told Friedman, Maybe it's good for our sweet city to have its own myths. I feel like I know a very busy attorney that <laughs> has a lot going on and would still have time to craft and place a full-scale statue if they wanted to. You're talking about Jim Alley, the Texas yes. gamer. <laughs> yes, I am. The law hog.
1: <laughs> All right. Our next one has to do with uh, guest guessless decisions. Okay. I'm not going to read the title because it gives it away. Okay. Okay. I am a 30 year old female. I'm getting married to my fiance, a 31 year old male in the fall. And we're planning our wedding now. Both of us have big families. So we're trying how to figure out, we're trying to figure out how to make our guest list work with our budget. Our grandparents are all in their 80s, and his grandma has Alzheimer's. She forgets who people are, doesn't know where she is a lot of the time, and sometimes she just randomly starts crying or yelling, and it's really depressing. Mm. Both of my grandparents also have some health issues and demand a lot of care and attention. I really don't want any of this to ruin our big Mm. day. What a cunt. I don't want his grandma shouting or making noise during the ceremony, or my grandpa needing help and being a big distraction. And I feel like people are going to be paying a lot of attention to them instead of the wedding and the wedding couple. So, my fiance and I have decided that we are not allowing anyone over 70 years old at the wedding.
0: God, I have never. We are making it a
1: blanket. (laughs) We are making it a blanket rule, so it's fair to everyone. I think they would be bored, and they would be more comfortable at home anyway. It's an opportunity for their caregivers to come out and relax and have fun without worrying about caregiving responsibilities. They are treating
0: them like children. This is exactly why people don't have kids.
1: My fiancé is on board, but the rest of my family is very upset. Have I done something wrong? Yes!
0: You're a terrible person! (laughs) Go fuck yourself
1: forever! I would... Oh, God. First of all, they're... They're grown-ups. I'll say the grandmother with Alzheimer's, that's a struggle because it, it that's, changing it is, sure. locations can be struggling. It might be, it stressful, be stressful for her. I, yeah, yeah, that's true. And if she has yeah. to travel, it might be stressful. Mm-hmm. But also, I think people really disregard... It makes me think of the Nate Bargatze ske- uh, bit where he goes, "Oh, we took our two-year-old to Disney World, and everyone told us that we shouldn't have done that. No, we didn't ask anybody. They're just really happy to tell us that mm-hmm. that it was a huge waste of money because she's not going to remember anything. Sorry, I like to see her happy because mm-hmm. she thinks Minnie Mouse is real. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that it, the you make people who maybe won't remember it later on, whether it's a baby or a person with a traumatic brain injury or a person with a dementia or some type of degenerative uh, brain illness." You don't just say, oh, just lock them in the closet or whatever they will remember. Mm -hmm. No, having meaningful interactions, one-to-one interactions, and especially if you could make accommodations and figure Mm -hmm. out a way to make them comfortable. So I get it. If you're saying, I'm concerned that her caregiver, her doctor, her neurologist told us that traveling would be really dangerous or her getting COVID could be really dangerous, and we don't want to do that. But to say that your other grandparents who... There's no mention of them having any sort of she said emotional health
0: problems, but health problems. I mean, but it
1: said he would need help and being a big distraction. Problems. Who doesn't have fucking health
0: problems for real? These
1: days? But but saying he he would my grandfather would need help and be a big distraction. Nobody is looking Mm-mm. over and going, oh, they're helping that older gentleman Mm-mm. into a wheelchair.
0: Ugh. No. No. God, well, look. Uh, he needs his he he needs help cutting his steak up. It's like people would be like. Yeah, that's how life goes. That's just what yeah. happens to some of us. You don't toss you care. them out like they no. they lived their whole lives and now like and and have probably done so much for you over the course of your lives and then on like the biggest day of your life, you're going to be like, "Sorry, you're too old to come." That is monstrous.
1: Yeah, it's not the same thing as saying you know, like I said, if the caregiver or the neurologist said, Hey, we really don't think, or the same with the grandfather. If his caregiver said, Thank you so much for inviting him, he would love to be there. Unfortunately, it's a really big struggle for him to sit down in, uh, you know, like a Shivari chair or something. It's not going to be comfortable for him. But let them make that decision. Mm-hmm. And, And and consult him. Do Mm -hmm. you want to... You know, he's an adult. I think that's the number one thing I get really passionate about, the rights of older adults. Because I saw so many times in my practice where, like you said, people throw Mm -hmm. older folks away or just say, oh, well, she doesn't know. They talk about them like they're not there. Yes, and that creates... uh, uh, My mom and I had this whole discussion because we were talking about how people treat... Because my mom is perfectly capable. She runs around more than I do. And I still call her for everything in my life. But how that when you take stuff away from older adults you create a uh, a condition or like a situation of learned helplessness where mm-hmm. then you take away their responsibility, you take away their autonomy, you take away their confidence. And so i think a lot of times you're being well meaning where you go, "Oh, well, I'll just call the bank for you, mom. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it." Or, "Don't worry, dad, let me just call this company for you." versus saying, "I'm going to empower you to make this call. I'll be here if you want me to listen in, if you want my advice, but not taking things away from folks that still have independence, autonomy." And like here's a situation where it sounds like, you know, like I said, the grandmother with Alzheimer's, that may be a conversation to have with her and her caregiver and her neurologist. But for the grandparents that sound like they have the capacity to decide, yes, I would like to go, no, I would not like to go, that's, like, so fucked up Mm -hmm. to say it would be distracting to have a bunch of olds there. It sounds
0: like they threw them in to make the Alzheimer grandma not stand out as much. Like it's oh, not as like far as they're like yeah. we're just not inviting her because she has Alzheimer's. They're like putting this rule in of like no, it's just all people over seventy, and she happens to fall into that category. Well, and 70 is not that That's old. Not that old. Not my at all. My mom is sixty nine right now. What yeah, is she my not? Mom is and she's up, she's fit 70. as a
1: fiddle. Yeah. yeah. She, there. It's what I don't get is to say, oh, well, 70, they really can't handle it. So no. Uncle Jerry is 80, and he was on his back underneath a car trying to fix an oil leak there on Christmas go. Eve. And Paris was like, my cousin Eric and Paris were like holding flashlights, and I'm like, you let him crawl into the car? <laughs> and they were like, he insisted, and mm-hmm. he was like, I'll tell you what the problem is. And like, he... He's eighty. Yeah, and he completely could still mm-hmm. diagnose. You know, not diagnose, but um, assess this car situation. So you can't go. No, no, go sit down in your easy chair and be it's quiet. So belittling, and eat your and dehumanizing. It's that's exactly perfectly said. Perfectly said. I hate this bride. She's yeah. a bitch. And
0: even for the the grandma that has Alzheimer's and issues, so. If, if her caregiver says, no, I think we could make it work, you know, and, and she's lucid enough to, or maybe she's not even, but you, you let her be there because it's a sign of respect. And then yes, if during the, the ceremony or reception or whatever, something comes up that she needs help, the caregiver is there to remove her from the situation and, and, and go help. You know what I mean? But, like, you shouldn't be – I – Alzheimer's and dementia, that's something that just like hits different for me. It's so sad. And to isolate someone and like punish them because something completely out of their control that no one would ever want to happen to you or your Mm -mm. family happened, that you're then punished and you're like not allowed to come to places, that's horrible. And I think this person doesn't strike
1: me as any type of expert in geriatric care. But understanding that folks that do have dementia still are capable of making memories. Mm -hmm. They can still make a memory and sometimes tell you depending on how long it's been. But it varies from patient to patient. And also, music is extremely Mm -hmm. beneficial to older adults who have Alzheimer's or anybody that has Alzheimer's. And so it relieves stress. It makes them feel relaxed. It can make them feel happy. It's a fun, happy environment. Mm -hmm. Like a wedding is a big celebration. And... I cannot fathom s- setting an age limit, much less saying your illness is an inconvenience to mm-hmm. me. I appreciate the fact that we would literally not be here but for you. Mm-hmm. Like, without the grandparents, right. your parents don't exist, you don't exist, poof, you're gone. Mm-hmm. So to sh- to spit in the face of that, but on top of that to be like, well, it's just because they're old and kind of a pain in the ass, Mm-mm. monster the fact that she's like my fiance is on board you deserve each other yeah. your assholes go elope somewhere yeah.
0: and go have your go wedding elope. alone it was, I don't know on in asshole hell. island yeah wherever <laughs> <Whatever>. asshole island <laughs> it's just an yeah. island shaped like a big butthole and in the middle is just a bottomless view. okay what cryptid would you choose if you were asked to make a podcast or a documentary about just one of them oops um in which you'd interview the fans and travel on site to do your own search i like this lilius b because we get a lot of cryptid questions but we haven't had this cryptid question if we're going on site i'm going nessie all day long so i want to go to scotland (laughs) So That's true. that would be, <laughs> if we're going on, uh, but I don't I like the Pacific Northwest a lot. Bigfoot, I think in terms of people that believe, I think Bigfoot, we're going to get the best interviews. The people that are like, i seen it. I've seen yeah, it. Yeah. Y'all people don't know, are like very passionate that, I think Nessie, you're going to get great accents and a lot mm-hmm. of fun stories in a pub. I'm very cheeky. here for that. I think you'd get real cheeky stories mm-hmm. on Nessie, which would be fun. It would still be really yeah. fun. You're getting, like, you're in somebody's bunker looking at, like, a corpse of some animal that they're claiming is Bigfoot. And that's where you're at when you're doing the Bigfoot documentary. Yes. Like, they're like, this is a baby Bigfoot. And you're like, that's <laughs> a beaver. And they're like, no, it ain't. <laughs> like I see the like, it's I'm pretty beaver. sure it is. Also, please unlock the door. Yeah, I, I think uh it's whatever also, why vibe we're trying to- <laughs> we're trying to go for. It. Mm but yeah, I think I think Mothman would be cheeky. I think the one where you're gonna get legit
1: believers down and
0: dirty believers is Bigfoot. I think so. I yeah probably
1: I probably do that because I like Scotland sounds great. I would love to go there. It's a bucket list. But I love mm-hmm. talking to sincere, bizarre mm-hmm. people. And not mm-hmm. in like, I just love it. I love sincerity. I love just,
0: I would love that for someone to just if like, If I yes. had not been so high when we went to that Bigfoot Museum in Portland, I would have <laughs> talked to the owner because he was there. But I could not do that at that time. I had yeah. had a lot of marijuana chews and uh christy we was not able to <laughs> talk to anyone about sasquatch that day i was barely able to uh, just make it through the exhibit but I that yeah i'd my like my footage to came out okay after yeah how i was feeling yeah it's that all right was, uh, it That was a good one right. yeah it went great um okay let's see first of all I freaking love you both. Thank you, Kelly. My question is, if you were murdered by a um. So, well,
1: she's she's bride number one. Uh, Bride number two created, and I'll show it to you afterwards, but I'm going to read it aloud to you because I think it's more effective that way. She created what appears to be an invitation, but it is numbered one through 17, and it reads as follows. Uh, bride and groom. It's in a beautiful script font. Pre-wedding rules. Number one. I'm out right there. (laughs) Fuck this. I'm not going. I'm not going anything where there's rules. Please do not ask about the wedding because wedding planning is stressful enough as it is. I'm sorry. This is on an invitation that was sent out to people. It appears to be something typed. It's not like she made this as a Facebook post. I mean, it's in a font. That appears it was pr- uh, something that you would print. Like you can make maybe make it on Canva wow. or Shutterfly. Yeah. Uh, number two. This is not a class or family reunion. Number three. <laughs> this will be a semi-formal event. Please dress accordingly. Examples will be included on the wedding website. Oh. Number four. The ceremony will be unplugged. We have a photographer for that. Which, I mean, same. Number five. Do not post the bride and groom until they post. I'm assuming social media. Six. I get that, but there's a nicer way to say that one. <laughs> number six. This is a taking over for the nine, nine and two thousands type of event. So there will be twerking and all of the above, <laughs> which I'm into. You got to let them know in advance for finna twerk.
0: You, um, okay. Well then you need to amend your invitations to include dig down in Dallas will be played heads up <laughs> buckle up Fair um, warning. Number
1: seven great question or great rule do not ask if you're invited
0: please well, refer- who is this to? i think it was maybe she just posted it on facebook is it's, this like a next door post is she just is this like it going is a up screenshot
1: on- from facebook but again she made it into an image like this was typed uh yeah like, she didn't want it to be font. tacky heather that's true you gotta yeah. be classy when you're making the rules mm-hmm. um Please refer to number two, which is this is not a class or family reunion. Number eight, the two individuals getting married are bride and groom, so we are doing everything our way. Number nine, if you're trying to attend to spectate and sit down all night, this is not the event to do so. Get your ass up! (laughs) She didn't put that (laughs) because you got
0: you better be twerking. (laughs) You got to if you can't twerk stay home tommy said number eight remember this is the first time i've been in charge of anything <laughs> uh no this bitch is in charge of everything in, in her, her life, whole life. And she lets everybody know it
1: number 10 there will be an open bar if you cannot handle your liquor or if you cause a ruckus you will be removed promptly
0: this is the worst party anyone's ever thrown
1: number 11 if you do not like or support the bride and groom then do not attend
0: well, why would you invite somebody that you didn't think supported you?
1: <laughs> this she's I'm getting, so confused. She's getting loose with the invites. Number 12. If you know you're not going to drink, dance, or have fun and enjoy the evening, please refer to number 7, 9, 10, and 11. 7 what were those? is don't ask if you're invited, 9, spectator, 10, open bar, 11, if you don't like us, don't attend.
0: God I don't know damn. what those have to do with drinking with I think whatever. she's saying unless you're ready to twerk, twerk and get drunk, don't show up. Uh number thirteen.
1: This is a day to celebrate bride and groom and our union. We only want people who love, celebrate, support, and uplift us.
0: Again, that's mm-hmm. a redundant. You've already said that. You need to
1: <laughs> cut edit. Down. So you need an editor. <laughs> it could have been sixteen instead of seventeen. Uh number fourteen, the DJ will not be taking requests.
0: God damn. <laughs>
1: Number Man. fifteen, do not text our parents regarding the wedding.
0: Well, that's just. Do you have to say that? I didn't have to tell anybody not to text my mom. No, where's anybody text her? They don't even have her number. I need to get Kathy some. I could text her.
1: Uh, you can text her. You can email her. her. Can email her. Uh, number sixteen, please refer to number one, two, eight, nine, I ten, can't. and eleven, and twelve. <laughs> I hate and, this woman. Number 17, please note the bride said what she said. So, this is, is what this it looks real? like. This is what it's someone screenshotted it from. Uh, damn it, McKinney, get it together. Somebody screenshotted it from. Um, yeah. Let's see if I can zoom that it in. That looks
0: like something. That would be like printed out and put at your table. That's
1: what, that's what I was saying. It looks like almost like a menu or something. Yeah, there. I can figure out someday. I'll learn all these buttons. Okay, here.
0: Yeah, like
1: like I said, it's like not where it's clearly on Facebook, but the font and everything is not Facebook font. Like she made. Why this. did you center that, you idiot? It's out. so.
0: What are you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm trying to get <laughs> this. It, to it, zoom. <laughs> God kill me oh my god <laughs> my whole life is just like me and technology this month has been
0: rough <laughs> i think she should have left aligned this because uh, it's very hard yeah. to read god. with it being all centered and everything and things like wrapping around
1: yeah she uh she didn't really think about what she was doing before she did it at all at um all. i think
0: the the reddit so the title of that post was, I can't believe I can agree and disagree and with disagree.
1: everything. <laughs> well, because some of it, yeah. like I said, unplug ceremony, like you said, there are nicer. Okay. I figured out how to. Yeah, there's there much are nicer, nicer ways to say all of that. Yes. And also image, a lot so of no. it you don't
0: need to say.
1: No, no. A lot of it I think is um, etiquette and social norms, or you could put it in a friendly way on your wedding website, but like in a friendly way.
0: You shouldn't be saying any of this. Maybe, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's kind of blurry. It's hard for me to read it. Maybe. Hold on. Stop scrolling. And I'll focus. The one, the only thing on this that I would tell people is number three, mm-hmm. four,
1: mm-hmm. um, obviously six. It's taken up for the nine nines and the two thousand. <laughs>
0: Wait, scroll down to the bottom now. I think those are the only ones. I, those are the only ones you need to tell people about. Everything else, you're a dickhead. And put it as an FAQ on the wedding website, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're totally like, best. it's semi-formal. And um, we'd love for you to share pictures of the event afterwards. We have... Like, you word it, like, yeah. so you don't have to worry about holding your phone all night. Instead, hold yes. a drink, because we have a photographer that can do all that for you. You make it, like, friendly. Uh, light and friendly and casual. That's what I did
1: on our wedding website. It says, like, can we take, it's like an FAQ, and the question's like, can we take pictures during the ceremony? And we said, no, we have a photographer who can do that. Like, keep your phones out of the picture because you don't want to break paris's I movie we making said heart that too and like ruin yeah. his shot the amount of photos of people like holding their damn phones up and our photographer is kind of like she and she's like yours I, I like her your photographers like had all these different angles that if people had their phones up it would have been blocking them mm-hmm. and so yeah, kind of like we
0: asked people i don't remember how we said it you're like but, um, your fucking phone and your fucking fucking yeah phone. i think i i think i like before i even walked down the aisle i just went to the front and i was like ladies Listen and up, gentlemen fuckers <laughs> I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And then I read my list of rules. I'm um, like, I'll kill you. This is what kills me about <laughs> brides. Why do you think anybody gives this much of a shit about seeing you get married? Like who, no one in your life, not even your parents, give enough of a shit yeah. to put up with this kind of harassment because it is straight up harassment.
1: No one like cares. Aggression. why do
0: you th- do you think anyone's gonna show up to your wedding and be like we are here to love and support you we can't wait to have a good time when you've been like f- shamed and guilted <laughs> into into having like a fun time? They're like, listen, Stop you bunch people. of fucking drunks. If you, if you can't, if you cause a ruckus, <laughs> we'll throw your ass out. It was like, but if you're like not up twerking. there twerking your dick off, we'll also throw your ass out. It's a very, the lines are blurry of how <laughs> good Tork of a time you can have off. versus like, you're going to get your ass tossed out of the wedding.
1: You know, like those hand-lettered signs that say like, please sign our guest book or mm-hmm. choose a seat, not a sign. I want one that says twerk your dick off. Twerk your dick
0: off. Yeah. Yeah. So people, we'll, people laugh, love. Twerk we'll your dick off. Well, that's um, Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Does it ever say where these people are getting married? If you liked what you heard, consider supporting the show on Patreon by heading to SinisterHood.com and clicking Patreon in the top banner. Thanks for listening and keep it creepy. SinisterHood